Welcome to the Key Beauty Podcast, a love letter to all things Key Beauty, hosted by me, Sugar Peaches, from Sugar Peaches Loves, a German and English beauty blog dedicated to beauty products from around the world with a special passion for Asian and indie brands. It's been almost two weeks since I visited the world's largest organic skincare expo, the Vivaness, in Nuremberg here in Germany, and my head is still spinning from all the beautiful brands and products I discovered there. So, I felt it would be fun and hopefully informative to share my tales from this very special trade fair with you. I hope you'll get as excited as I am right now about all the organic JTGBL and, of course, K-Beauty news that await you today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the KBT podcast. Oh, you guys, my week started so annoyingly bad. My Wi-Fi router broke on Saturday afternoon and so I was without internet until Tuesday afternoon because my internet provider had to send me a new router and while well, the German post doesn't deliver on Sundays so they only send it off on Monday and oh, it's just the worst weekend of my life. Not really but it was pretty annoying. I just had nothing that I could really do. I used a bit of the mobile Wi-Fi but it's not really fast enough to do much. I felt like a part of my soul had been cut off not to be dramatic or anything. And then, I mean, that was weird enough that my router just literally just stopped working without me doing anything. It just switched off and never switched on again. So strange. But then on that same weekend, on the Saturday, two guys got stuck in our elevator I've never witnessed anything like it. With all due respect, as someone who is claustrophobic, I would definitely freak out being stuck on an elevator on a weekend. But even after around, I don't know, four or five people had already helped them, we'd already informed the emergency elevator people. They were already on their way. They'd already told the guys they were on their way. But the guys were still, for at least 25 minutes, they rang the alarm bell continuously. They kept banging on the elevator doors and they were stuck right above my floor so I could hear everything. They kept yelling for help even though again there were already five people dancing around them and being nice to them and talking to them but they just would not calm down. It was the craziest thing. Just constant noise from them even though again help was already on the way. I don't know. I feel there was a lesson from the universe in that for me maybe for other people in the house as well. I still haven't figured out what it was. It was just a bizarre coincidence of electronics and machines suddenly not working. I'm, I don't know, maybe it's something in the water or electromagnetic fields or something. Let me know if you've experienced weird things last weekend. I would be interested to know. Let's just hope that the rest of the week will be far more pleasant than this odd start to it. <laughs> Now, last week, I wrote not just one, but actually two German blog posts about the Viva Ness, the world's largest trade fair for organic skincare. It's here in Germany, in Nuremberg, to be precise, which is quite a distance away from where I live, four and a half hours by train. Well, I really wanted to visit the Viva Ness this year because I had seen so many cool blog reports about this trade fair in previous years. Also, I've always had a soft spot for organic skincare 
skincare. There's something about organic skincare that just makes me happy. I don't know. It has a good vibe. It's like organic food. You just feel when you eat it that you're doing something beautiful for yourself and for the planet. Actually, in my 20s especially, I predominantly used German organic brands in my skincare routine, especially Dr. Hauschka, which I think by now is a global phenomenon. But yes, it's German. <laughs> it doesn't just sound German. It actually is German from near Stuttgart. Also, a couple of other brands that you may not know, La Vera, Alva, which I'm not even sure Alva still exists. It used to be a really great brand. They had a sea buckthorn skincare line. The day cream from that line was, oh, it was so good. And they also had this amazing cleansing mud paste with Rasul Lava Earth clay slash clay. It was so good. It didn't foam. It was just a cleansing paste. Uh, I love that stuff. It smelled terrible, but it was the only thing that really helped with my acne back then. This and the Dr. Hauschka clarifying toner were seriously what pretty much cured my acne. Not even exaggerating. So good. So the Viva Ness. Let me just give you a few facts about this trade fair since you may not be that familiar with it, depending on where you're from. The Viva Ness is is actually part of the larger trade fair called Biofach, which is the world's largest organic trade fair. So not just skincare, but anything and everything organic, pretty much any organic consumer goods. Though it's mostly food, to be honest, from what I could... <laughs> see from my shallow point of view. I actually didn't go to much of the other halls. I stayed with the uh, exhibition hall that had all the skincare, the Viva Ness. And the Biofach is really, it's massive. All of Nuremberg seemed to just be on the move to get to that trade fair. It was incredible how many people were there. It was incredible how large this fair was. I was blown away when I was there. Now, the Viva Ness used to be a tiny, tiny part of the larger Biofach trade fair. I actually overheard a few visitors talking about how back in the days when organic consumer goods were still a fringe thing, the organic skincare was just kind of one tiny corner right at the back end of that one small exhibition hall and they were all amazed. I kept hearing people actually talking about how amazed they are about what the Viva Ness has turned into given their the very humble origins of this trade fair. So since 2007, so 12 years ago, the Viva Ness became this separate fair basically running in combination with the Biofach and it has turned into, as I've said, the world's largest organic skincare trade fair with 284 exhibitors showing their new launches or just introducing their brands in general. It's actually not that easy to visit the Viva Ness since it's not open for the public. It is a trade fair. You have to be part of the trade. So you have to be, say, a buyer for organic shops or a distributor, or you can be part of the press. And as a blogger, you can potentially be accredited as a member of the press, which I always think is quite exciting. <laughs> Makes me feel very professional. Now, even as a member of the press, you have to show that what you usually publish does have a topical connection with the Viva Ness and with organic skincare. So I, for instance, had to send them links from blog articles that talked about organic skincare. So I was lucky to have written so much about Wamisa. <laughs> 
<laughs> one of the brands that was actually there and mentioned a couple of other organic Korean brands. So that was good enough. But yes, you actually need to have some form of topical connection to organic skincare. It's not enough even if you're just a beauty blogger. So now the visitors in the press are not the only one who have to show that they have some form of connection to organic skincare. The exhibitors at the fair, at the trade fair, also have to go through a pretty strict quality check. I'm not 100% sure what the precise guidelines are, but you basically have to prove that you really are a fully organic brand. For instance, you have to prove that your ingredients are organic, that your brand does not test on animals, that you comply with certain sustainability standards, etc, etc. So if you do visit this trade fair, you basically know beforehand that all the brands there are truly and very strictly organic. Thus, most of the brands I visited actually had some form of organic certification. The most common ones being EcoCert, which I think is French, or the German BDIH certification, which is a very strict one, or the American USDA, I think it's called. The Vivanes, just like the Biofach, the bigger sister, is of course mostly for, for trading, so for making deals. You don't actually buy anything there but you make the deals to for instance distribute a certain brand if you're an online shop that you are starting to curate the brand and there was a lot of sitting in little niches and uh, talking uh, business I could see a lot of that going on so as a blogger I was kind of nervous beforehand if the people at the booths would find me annoying because I'm not even fully pressed I mean it says on the ticket blogger ticket so you get like a separate not quite a serious press ticket and I'm not going to be a potential buyer as such large-scale buyer maybe I'll buy it privately and yes maybe a blog about it but I wasn't sure how serious these people would take a blogger but guys everyone was so nice this was the nicest trade fair I've ever visited it had truly a special beautiful vibe I think I talked to almost 30 people and there was really only one person there who was a little bit mm, not quite as nice but everyone else was super kind super passionate about what they're doing took me seriously saw me as a professional not just as some hobby amateur writer chick or whatever it was a really good experience I found and for someone who loves skincare it was just special to connect with other people who also are as geekily excited about skincare now because I only had one day in Nuremberg because I'm super poor and I cannot afford <laughs> hotel room especially during a trade fair I don't know about other countries but here in Germany whenever there is a very important trade fair in one of those expo centers like uh, Düsseldorf or what's another big one Frankfurt one of the largest ones in the world again the book fair is in uh, Frankfurt and uh, Nürnberg whenever there's a huge fair with a lot of international visitors hotel rooms basically cost three times more than usual so I knew I had to basically get up really early in the morning then take those four and a half hours to Nuremberg on the train because there's no real good airport here nearby and then have one day there around six hours to just rush through that 
through that exhibition center. And then in the evening, around midnight, come back to Freiburg. Yes, a bit crazy, I know. So because I knew I had only very little and limited time and was definitely not going to be able to visit all of those beautiful booths and get to know all of the brands, unfortunately, I wish I had, I looked through the list of those nearly 300 exhibitors beforehand and then jotted down all of the ones that sounded interesting. I researched a couple of them. Sometimes I kind of went a little bit intuitively. And of course, I looked up which ones from Korea and from the rest of Asia would be there beforehand. So these ones I knew I had to visit, if only to uh, talk to you guys about them. However, I also had a few European brands on the list that just sounded so fascinating and unique. And a lot of those also seemed to have very interesting links to K-beauty. So it made a lot of sense to me to visit them. And I always have had a soft spot for certain indie brands. I always look for something new and unique, whether it's from Korea or not. And well, of course, there was that one brand from New Zealand that if you know me a little bit, of course I had to visit because it would be like having a little bit of home with me here in Germany because I still miss New Zealand so, so much every single second of my life. So I know this is a podcast mostly about Asian skincare brands, especially from Korea, but I was thinking that many of you are probably fine, I think, with learning about other non-Asian brands. So basically, I'm first going to talk to you about all the Asian organic brands that I got to know more about at the Vivaness, and then I will tell you about the non-Asian ones that I also found especially interesting. And, you know, if you want to, of course, you can skip that second part. I hope you don't. I hope that it is as interesting to you as it was for me. Most of these brands I'd never heard of before or I knew very little about. So it really was a, a day of discoveries. And again, it was just a day of happiness for me as someone who just gets ridiculously excited about unique skincare products. And again, just that whole atmosphere at that fair was just something very special that I've really never seen. I'm going to visit another trade fair. It's called The Beauty in Düsseldorf at the end of March. And I have a feeling that the atmosphere will not be quite as sweet. So, all right, let's get into organic skincare brands from Asia. And first of all, of course, we're going to start with Korea. And the first brand, actually, I think pretty much, well, I think it was the second brand that I went to see the booth was Yu Rang. Now, Yu Rang was one of the brands that I was especially excited about seeing at the Vivaness. I had seen their brightening blue oil serum on Instagram so many times. I've also pretty much, I think, mentioned it at least two or three times on this podcast because I keep talking about azuline and blue oils all the time. Again, keep seeing them on Instagram. Feel very smugly proud about forecasting that trend. Just wanted to point it out. And Yurang also has this minimalist luxe glass packaging for their different oil serums that just instantly draws me to the brand. And finding out that this is a certified organic brand from Korea made me, of course, even more curious about them since, as I've said before, I feel that organic K-beauty is just such a strong trend at the moment for this year. The Yurang booth was quite small. It was situated in the atrium area right in front of that larger hall. It was actually part of a special exhibition with newer, younger and up-and-coming brands. You know what? I could have just 
spend my entire six hours just there. All of those brands looked so cool. I sometimes really had to restrain myself from getting into too many other brands because I knew I had to go through the list because those were the important brands. But there were so many cool things there, just various different soaps. One booth had soaps for the hair with turmeric and they were, they were all different colors and they all looked so beautiful. That was a German brand, I think. They looked very interesting and just amazing things that I saw. So much innovative potential in organic skincare. I must admit that I didn't even know that all of these things existed. But anyway, back to Yurang. Their booth was so overrun. It was quite small and people just seemed all over their different oils. And I heard so many Germans talk about, oh, it's Korean. Oh, that's so interesting. And just getting so into this idea of organic K-beauty. And they had really presented it quite beautifully with some plants in the background. And I think just the packaging really draws people to the brand because it's very smartly minimalist. And I have mentioned this before in this podcast. Germans tend to somewhat distrust products from Asia, as sad as it is, because yes, I do think it has a racist background predominantly, but they really trust organic brands and skincare and organic produce. So I always feel that organic Korean brands really can manage to um, break open that xenophobic view of Korean skincare that many Germans have. Because as much as I always get annoyed with Germans being somewhat resistant to... (laughs) to new things. Again, I've talked about this. Listen to episode one if you don't quite remember what I'm referring to. But on the other hand, I feel that Germany is one of those pioneering countries when it comes to organic anything, really. I think Germany was one of the first countries to have initiatives to turn more agricultural land into organic farming land. The Green Party here in Germany is a really strong party, which is something that I think Americans probably can't even imagine, that the Green Party was actually once part of the government and especially during those years there was a lot of support for organic agricultural attempts and we had organic brands as skincare brands that have such a long tradition again Dr. Hauschka and Veleda I think a lot of people know that brand they do that skin food cream that a lot of Asians actually love and again as much as I always criticize my country for a lot of things I feel that Germans genuinely want to take care of the environment we did recycling when I was very little already this has been going on for a long time collecting glass we have that I don't even know what do you call that I might have to look that up we call it fund system so the system where you bring back empty bottles plastic bottles to stores you pay like a fee pretty much so let's say you need a bottle of uh, water then the water might cost 50 cents but you pay 25 cents extra on top of that as a sort of token for the bottle and then when you bring the bottle back you get those 25 cents back and this is an attempt to reduce waste pretty much and again we've had that for ages and I know a lot of foreigners get very very confused by it. So I think there's a certain pride in taking care of the environment and being aware of sustainability and the need for sustainability. And I think, again, going back to this idea of it's foreign, it's we don't trust it, it's from Asia, is it safe? That's always the question I get asked. What, you use Korean skincare, but is that safe? It's getting harder and harder not to just explode when someone says that to me. I just get so annoyed. But I think organic 
skincare from Korea will then really make Germans go, oh, okay, now that must be safe, especially if they have well-known certificates, organic certificates. Now, Urang is, of course, already, uh, well, partly available here in Germany since the end of last year. And in the US, it's sold mostly through all lolly. They are, as I said, certified organic and they are also predominantly vegan. At the Vivaness, I was so happy to be able to talk directly to the brand founder, Gina Lee, who could not have been a nicer person. She was also really interesting. I kind of instantly wanted to be friends with her in case she's listening. Girl, please call me. You're amazing. <laughs> so many of the people I met there, I was just like, can we just be friends? Can we just have a coffee and just chat about skincare for the rest of the day? She was, of course, so, so busy because so many people were interested in her brand. And yet she took some time out to talk to me and she explained her brand to me. She was so patient, so kind. You could just tell how passionate she is about her brand. She is actually a holistic aromatherapist. So all Urang products work with this concept of using certain essential oils for specific health purposes. Thus, I would say that the brand will probably only work if you are okay with essential oils. And I know many people do avoid them in their skincare. The products that I have tried all are scented with essential oils. And again, they actually use them in order to have specific benefits for the skin. Let's say rose oil to calm the skin, etc. And yes, among them are also citrus oils and I think also lavender oil. So you need to be okay with that if you want to give Urang a try. Just a sort of caution beforehand before you get as excited about the brand as I am and you might not be able to tolerate essential oils. Now Gina Lee actually wanted to create products for the skin that would be safe and for the whole family. She's a mother so she wanted to make sure that her daughter could also use those products. That was the main idea behind starting her own brand and actually becoming a formulator of skincare and an aromatherapist. And she also wanted to create a luxury skincare brand with safe and holistic ingredients. Now, Urang is actually an acronym for, I always have to laugh because really the Korean brands always have this long story about what words were mashed together to create their brand name, like Comleaf. Comleaf is comma and leave. So for Urang, it is ultimate radiance plus natural glow. And I have to say, after using some of their products, which I was ever so kindly gifted at the Vivaness, which was really nice, I have to say that that motto really shows on my skin. It looks extra glowy these days and I feel it looks much healthier, especially after using that that famous blue oil serum. I got a little sample kit with two of the facial oils. I think there are three in total and the blue oil is definitely a new favorite of mine. I have quite a lot of facial oils from the Vivaness from various brands. This particular one, the blue oil serum, absolute favorite. It really does seem to just give this glow to the skin and a certain dewiness to my complexion. I'm very much in love with this oil. I don't know if it is the high quality of the camellia seed oil they are using 
using as a base or maybe it's just a blue chamomile oil in it but yeah it just works especially well for my skin type i think it's a great oil serum and facial oil for oilier skin types to try out apart from the blue oil i also really enjoyed their natural cleansing oil which i also have a mini sample of these are tiny but you basically only need a few drops so a little goes a long way thankfully because i love it this rinses off beautifully which i'm always skeptical when it comes to organic cleansing oils if they will emulsify properly but this one really does and there's zero oily feeling afterwards i also adore the urang true rose repair essence such a luxurious product i have been using it in my nighttime routine in combination with the blue oil lately and it feels really fresh but deeply hydrating it smells like fresh cut roses as well really delightful i think this is a great serum for mature skin types as well as sensitive and dehydrated skin roses were everywhere at the vivaness by the way i saw rose water rose extract essential rose oil rose hip oil every brand <laughs> seemed to have their own rose themed products again trend from korea Hamish started it pretty much. The latest addition to the U-Rank product offerings was the Clarifying Blue Mask, which has this really appealing Smurf blue color, again, from the chamomile oil in it. So it's a natural blue tint. And again, I was lucky enough and actually really touched that she also gave me a full-size sample of that blue mask. So I'm going to try it out these next weeks and I'm definitely going to write an English blog review about it. I can definitely say that that Yurang has deeply impressed me. The brand founder is a wonderful and very kind and passionate person with a lot of knowledge and the oil blends especially are so luxurious and feel very nourishing yet they never seem to be too thick or sticky. They just sink right into the skin which is what you want from a good facial oil. This is a brand to watch. I think it's going to get even bigger in the next years for sure. By the way I have really bad hay fever at the moment. <laughs> My entire throat just feels like pollen just got stuck there. My sinuses are so, so <laughs> swollen and inflamed. So if my voice sounds weirder than usual and very nasal, uh, it's from the hay fever and I apologize. I'm trying to soldier through because this is only the beginning of hay fever season and it's I don't think it's ever been this bad in February already. It's terrible at the moment. So the next organic K-beauty brand at the Vivaness was Wamisa. And Wamisa has their own distributor company here in no distribution company here in Germany so it wasn't the original Korean staff like with most of the other Korean brands or Asian brands there but rather Wamisa Germany who were manning the expo booth. I had actually worked with Wamisa Germany before and always had a great connection with them when I talked with them online so I was super excited to meet them in person. <sighs> this makes me sad to say but unfortunately the lady who was at the booth did not click with me at all when I visited. I don't know what it was. I told her I was a blogger and she instantly was like, oh, okay. <laughs> she just instantly shot at me saying, well, I'm only here for the for the tradespeople. I was like, oh, okay, well. I tried to explain to her that I already worked with Ramisa, that I had blogged about them. I think, I 
don't want to badmouth her, but I think she just didn't like bloggers or thought maybe they were frivolous and she wanted to focus on the trade people. But it was just, I have to say it was a bit disappointing because Wamisa was one of those brands I really wanted to visit and I didn't get much out of it. The funniest thing was because I told her that I blog about Korean skincare and then she gave me a pamphlet about the Korean 10-step skincare routine and said, so that you can learn how to do the 10 steps. And I just thought, this is the weirdest thing ever. I just told her that this is part of what I do for work. Literally, I know about the 10 steps. It's just bizarre. I don't know what it was. Sometimes you just don't have a good vibe with people, I guess. But again, just sad because I'm very, very passionate about Wamisa. I love their deep rich toner, which again, I told the lady and she was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm, okay, well, <laughs> it didn't just, no matter what I told her, she was just like, um, Okay, go along then. I also, this was also the one booth where I didn't get any samples. Not that I'm like, oh, I need to have samples. That's not what I came for. Definitely always saw them as an extra. Was always very grateful. But it was just, I had seen later then that all the other bloggers did get a full sample <laughs> kit. And again, all I got was a pamphlet. It's just so strange. But Wamisa, I still love you. I still love all the people that I have so far always communicated with online. Just said I couldn't meet them in person because apparently they were just, I don't know, and on their lunch break or it was just really the one time that I went there was the one time when no one from PR or special press or marketing people were there apparently. Just a strange coincidence. But again, still love you. Now the next Korean organic skincare brand that was at the Vivaness was Chops Organic. And of course this is another brand I've mentioned here a number of times. I was so happy to see them at the Vivaness. This is where I actually met the person behind the Wamisa Germany distributors. So he was really nice. Again, always, everyone else has always been nice. Um, they're called OneWave and they are a Korean-German distribution company that is trying to bring more and more Korean natural and organic brands to Germany, which is very exciting for me. And well, they are planning to add Chops Organic to their portfolio. So Chops will actually soon be available here in Germany. And I'm guessing we'll have a German shop website. So super excited about that. And what was even more exciting for me was that I got to meet the founder of the brand Chops. I just It's so special to me when I meet the people who actually created a brand that I really love. And again... Oh, this man, he was so sweet. Oh, he was like, he was probably not that much older than me, maybe in his 50s, but he was just like this kind dad or kind grandpa, depending on how old you are. Uh, he just radiated zen and he was so so excited about his brand i actually told him that i love the chops organic centella asiatica serum and his eyes you could see his eyes light up being told that and when i told him i'd blocked about it he was like oh i have to look that up i have to read that it was just he was so sweet and really knowledgeable as well about his brand. He explained to me that all Chops products use raw materials that are made locally in Korea. They're being produced by local organic farms and the Chops founder is super engaged with the entire production down to knowing exactly what farm produces which batch of say Centella Asiatica. So he knows for each product 
batch he can look up the number and he can tell you exactly which farm produced which ingredient in that particular product isn't that amazing chops organic is fully vegan certified halal and it carries the german organic bdih label which has very strict standards in regards to how high the amount of organic ingredients needs to be and again cruelty free just a beautiful brand with a lot of heart if you want to get to know the brand better which you should again very much in love with this brand make sure to give their awesome sheet masks a try my favorites are the rose the collagen and the green tea ones and if you want to splurge a bit more please buy that centella asiatica serum you will love it it is the best centella high dosage centella serum or for me it's more like an ampule product that i've ever tried and fully organic i mean what more can you ask for also fragrance free from what i remember and free from alcohol it's beautiful he also told me yeah yeah that's our bestseller <laughs> he was so excited he was like yeah because last year was the year of centella and then suddenly everyone wanted our serum he was a great person my heart just warmed to him he was wonderful now the next brand binu beauty is a german korean brand with the founders having roots in both countries they produce handcrafted facial soaps that are made in korea with many ingredients typical of asian beauty such as activated charcoal bamboo powder and matcha matcha by the way was everywhere everyone had matcha products matcha and rose were really the big ones that you saw everywhere and these facial soaps looked so beautiful they had them all lined up at their little booth and they looked so appealing i don't fully know how i feel about facial soaps to be honest what draws me to the brand bino beauty is their lovely brand stories all the soaps are as i said made in korea but they're not just made by anyone they're actually made by the adorable parents of one of the founders they are a korean german couple and they live right in the middle of nature in korea it looks like the most peaceful and lovely place just all green and just the way you imagine this lush green forest in the middle of korea and i've seen pictures of them they just look like again like the grandma and grandpa you want to instantly adopt <laughs> just so wholesome now apart from the Bino soap the brand now also has distribution rights to a very well-known korean organic skincare brand sandawa sandawa if you haven't heard of this brand yet is a korean brand that uses camellia seed oil organic camellia seed oil from jeju island in their products fiddy from 50 shades of snail is a big fan of the brand and their natural mild cleansing oil has been on my wish list forever apparently it is a much cheaper dupe for the tatcha cleansing oil next up our brand number five which is the one japanese organic brand at the viva ness and i almost missed it i hadn't seen that particular brand in the list of exhibitors i could have sworn i did check if there were any japanese brands i don't know maybe i just overlooked it but yeah it wasn't on my list i nearly would have missed it but luckily the universe always works out for 
us, doesn't it? And make sure that we get to know what we need to know. I just literally stumbled upon their booth while I was trying to actually get somewhere else. There was a lot of crowds everywhere. I was trying to kind of swim my way towards another booth. And then in the corner of my eye, I saw a Japanese flag and I really like tripped and nearly fell on the floor. I don't know, just seeing the Japanese flag, I was like, oh, oh my God, there's a Japanese organic brand. I have to go there. And then I instantly turned around and was drawn in by the three products that they presented in the front, which said sake toner, sake face wash and matcha balm. Just obviously that already made me super excited about this brand. So this company is both a manufacturer as well as a brand. Their organic brand is called Artique, A-R-T-Q. And just like you rang, it is based on the principles of aromatherapy. So again, lots of essential oils in these products, just to warn you. Now, those sake and matcha products that drew me to the brand, sadly, weren't actually yet available for sale because they aren't part of the RTQ or Artique, I think it is called Artique brand. They were private label products that were still waiting for a brand to basically slap their own label on them. If I had a skincare brand, I would just snatch those up instantly because guys, especially that sake toner, seriously, hands down, probably the most exciting product out of all the many exciting products I saw at the Vivaness. And that really is saying something. I tried it out on the back of my hand and my skin just instantly looked brighter and was just so glowy from just trying it once. It was beautiful. And the sake toner and the self-forming sake cleanser both are free from any fragrance or alcohol. They contain fermented rice extract. I just so hope they will make their way onto the skincare market because I would be there with my credit card ready to go. Don't even care if I can afford them. Just exceptional products. The matcha balm was also really appealing because it has this deep green color. You could really see that it used some high quality matcha and it just, you know, putting in a little bit of it and then calling it matcha and it doesn't even smell of it. It just smelled exactly like very concentrated matcha tea, but it was quite thick and quite rich. So I think it would work better for probably drier skin types. Now, when it comes to the Artique products, I also very much like those, especially the toners they had on offer. Hmm, maybe that's just their signature, creating really amazing toners. Now, that sake toner was more like like a typical first treatment essence. It was very watery, but the toners I tried from the art Teak brand, they are much thicker. They have a higher viscosity and reminded me more of classic Japanese lotions like the Hada Labo lotion. By the way, the lady <laughs> at the booth, she was very amused that I said uh, one of the Japanese brands I know is Hada Labo. I think it would be like telling an American, oh, an American brand I love is CoverGirl. <laughs> you would probably go, oh my God, girl, if that's all you know from our skincare, you really need some waking up. Yeah, but she was very kind. <laughs> God, I was so tired on that day, so I'm not sure I always made the best impression. But anyway, she showed me all of the product. She was very nice, had a very good sense of humor. I always feel that Japanese people are a lot funnier than people give them credit for. I feel they have a very dry and wicked sense of humor. I always enjoy talking to Japanese people. So the toners were uh, like a Japanese lotion or one of those 
typical Korean skins, those thicker hydrating toners. Gorgeous. I tried out two of the toners, the Aloe and Rose Fresh Toner. And she also gave me a small sample of the excellent Rich Vegetable Toning Gel, which is kind of almost like a hybrid between a toner and a serum. It has quite a thick consistency. But again, it applies beautifully. All the textures from that brand just blew me away. It's so difficult to create good textures with organic, all organic ingredients because very often you're not allowed to use silicones. But these are just gorgeous. They just instantly sunk into the skin. They plump up the skin. The vegetable toning gel really gives such a nice dewy glow. If you combine that Artique rich vegetable toning gel with the Urang blue oil, ah, oh, your skin just looks so juicy. It's perfect. So it's such a good combination. The Artique products are all quote-unquote water-free so they use hydrosols and things like that instead of water. A lot of organic or natural brands from Asia actually seem to market their products as water-free. I think Wamisa does this as well. I guess it's supposed to make the products seem more hydrating and more high quality than just diluting everything with water although I presume that a lot of the extracts that they use are probably also diluted with water and of course the essential oils often all also also contain water so they're not fully water free but I think they just try to not add extra water to dilute the formula. So this is really a lovely brand. I'm glad that I discovered it by accident and it has such a lovely honest feel to it. They also have a baby skincare line called Cuddle. I think just Cuddle or Cuddle Baby I think it was called. So cute. It has very minimalist packaging, very pure formulations. It's a true organic natural brand that I very much fell in love with. I hope it finds a distributor in uh, Germany, maybe even in North America. It is a brand that I think many people will enjoy from other countries as well, not just Japan. Now the next brand, which I don't know quite how to pronounce, I think Zinya probably is closest to it. Make sure to check the episode notes to always get the correct spelling. <laughs> so Zunya was another positive surprise and a beautiful meeting with lovely people for me. This is actually a brand from Thailand. So organic skincare from Thailand. And I really love discovering Asian brands that aren't K or J beauty because it always feels like those two countries dominate the Asian beauty scene. And it's kind of sad because Asia is so much bigger and there are so many more countries. For heaven's sake, India is part of Asia. And how often do we hear about Indian skincare? When my sister went to India, I actually researched for her what skincare brands she could look for. And I found Forest Essential, Essentials, I think. Yeah, Forest Essentials, which is an Indian organic brand. And they, oh, they have the most amazing products. My sister went nuts when she was there. She just bought everything. And I never hear anyone talk about them. It's always just Korean brands, Japanese. Japanese brands are seen as this sophisticated beauty ritual. Everything is pure and quote-unquote whitening. And I think it's important that the other Asian countries also find representation. And I think Thailand has so much to offer when it comes to interesting ingredients for skincare. So Zinya 
uses exclusively locally grown raw materials, not unlike chops from Korea actually. Here however the main ingredients are Thai inspired of course. So for instance they have an organic jasmine rice facial mask. The rice in that mask, it's ground up rice, is then sourced from local organic farmers nearby. All the Zinnia products are really simplistic with minimal formulations. That rice mask, for instance, is basically just rice powder in turmeric and you can then add water or maybe a rose water or lavender water to mix the mask freshly for each use. The lady who showed me the Zinnia products was, again, a really special and wonderful person. She was there with her very bored daughter who was maybe seven or eight she was just so over everything she was just like what is this adult nonsense why am i i'm trapped in this hall having to just look at all these weird foreigners i'm just i'm so over it i don't speak thai but from the tone of her voice when she talked to her mother i could kind of guess what she was saying and i, I really I, I feel you i i remember what it was like to be your age and having to take part in really boring adult stuff so it's kind of lovely to see actually she was very real and yeah her mother showed me around and showed me all the products and it was just really lovely to see another woman-led brand and a woman-led brand from Thailand with a lovely and holistic brand philosophy. A lot of those smaller Asian brands actually seem to be to have a woman CEO. It's quite cool I think. I really loved that her aim with the brand and the products is to not change the skin's natural state and also not the skin's natural tone. She was very adamant that they don't use any whitening. She said, you know what, we Thai people, we are naturally tan and we don't need to have a white face. I think our natural coloring is just fine. And I was like, yeah, yes, exactly. You go. I thought that was so cool to hear that from her and I applaud her for that. Since most of the Zinnia products are powder or pure oil formulations, they also don't need much in terms of preservatives. They're also free from any sulfates, any harsh ingredients at all, and they don't have palm oil, which I also thought was great. And the products are packed full, as I said, with locally sourced Thai ingredients, herbs, spices, plant extracts. It's just beautiful. Apart from the bright yellow jasmine rice mask, she also handed me their organic bamboo charcoal facial mask, which is another powder wash-off mask, and the very intriguing organic facial cleanser with ground beans. I think red ground beans but I'm not sure and oatmeal. She did say the beans were a Thai food so I don't know if any Thai people are listening. Let me know what the classic bean is that you use in Thai dishes. I'm not 100% certain but yeah basically just ground beans and ground oatmeal and again you mix it with water. And I also received a sample of their triple oil facial soap which I am currently trialing as a nighttime cleanser and so far I 
do like it. I'll keep you posted on the whole facial soap issue. I'm I'm in two minds about it, but I so far like it. It does feel quite squeaky clean afterwards, but it doesn't feel too stripping. But yeah, I haven't checked the pH value yet. I really need to get those uh, pH testing strips. By the way, they are doing some building work outside, even though it's 10 p.m. I think they're fixing the tram tracks. So I hope the building noise won't go into the mic, but just in case you hear weird background noises, that's what it is. Sorry for that. All Zinnia products are USDA certified and I will make sure to link their website where you can find out how to purchase these beautiful products. I think it really is a brand worth supporting. I think it's something very special. From Thailand, we go to another tea beauty, a more classic one, and that is organic skincare from Taiwan. And two organic brands from Taiwan were actually present at the Vivaness. Both charmed me equally, although one maybe charmed me just a tad more. The first Taiwanese brand I saw was Naveen. And Naveen is a Taiwanese organic skincare brand that I actually already knew a little bit about. Since a while ago, a very kind skincare shop from the UK had sent me one of their masks. They produce a whole range of different skincare items from baby care to hair care, anti-aging and body care. They have everything really, which is actually no wonder because their brand motto is skincare for the whole family. Uh, that does again seem to be a theme with many of those, especially the Asian organic brands. It's always this idea of everyone can use it and it's safe for everyone in the family to use. I was very interested in their hair care actually, which looked promising. And of course their sheet masks also drew me to, to them because I love sheet masks. And they actually told me that the sheet mask material is biodegradable and I think that's really commendable. This is a problem when it comes to using a lot of sheet masks. You're just so hyper aware that it really is quite terrible for the environment. I always do feel guilty when I use many sheet masks in a week. The amount of rubbish you produce, it's a problem. And then if you also think about the production that goes into especially the cotton sheets, it's very bad for the environment. So yeah, their material, I'm not sure what their they are made of but she said yes they are biodegradable i think it's very cool they gave me their newest face mask as a sample it's one of those v-line masks that you can hook behind the ears and then kind of it's supposed to pull up that jawline to create that v and it also has a little neck flap uh, it looks a bit scary but i'm also quite excited to try it out i will definitely let you know how i get on with it once i've tried it i'm always kind of nervous if i only have one sample and I want to make sure that I can document using it so that I can share it with you guys. The mask that I tried before from Naveen, I have to say I wasn't 100% into it because the material was quite thick. But we'll just see how I get on with this newer version. Taiwanese sheet masks are said to be the best in the world, even better than Korean ones. So I am very happy to see them from organic brands. And that gets us to the next Taiwanese organic 
organic skincare brand, which is Ina Organic. Now, Ina Organic, the second Taiwanese brand at the Viva Ness, instantly drew me to them thanks to the beautifully designed packaging of the sheet mask range. And also the lady who took care of us visitors was the most fun person I spoke to at the fair. She had such a twinkle in her eye. She was very young, very energetic. And she reminded me a lot actually of a friend, a Malaysian friend I had in New Zealand who also had that same sort of, how can I say that, wicked sense of humor. And I mean that in a very positive way because I love that type of slightly dry sense of humor. <laughs> she was great. We had a lot of fun. Well, I had, I don't know how she felt, but I really liked her. And I also really liked how well she sold the brand. She was very good at perfecting her pitch because I'm guessing, you know, they're there for four days and they see hundreds of visitors. They probably have a certain sales pitch ready, which they can just kind of go through. And you could tell that she had kind of perfected hers, but she still had also so much energy and spontaneity that it never felt like just a speech that she was kind of rattling on. All of them actually felt just very natural and very real when I talked to them. So Inna Organic, written I-N-N-A, is another brand that works with essential oils, though they also have one sheet mask that is essential oil free. It only uses rose hydrosol and green tea. Their sheet masks definitely are the most interesting part of their skincare offerings, I would say. Although I also really enjoyed the frankincense revitalizing face lotion and the frankincense revitalizing oil. She mixed it up in my hand to create a sort of lotion and it was really nice and pleasant on the skin. Now the sheet masks are all made from very thin material, much thinner than what I remember from Naveen. Each has its own organic essential oil. To me the most interesting one was the lemon scented tea tree mattifying facial mask. It contains naturally lemon scented tea tree. I'd never heard of that before. She said it's not scented with lemon afterwards but it actually the actual plant smells like lemon. She let me smell it and it really doesn't have that pun tea tree smell that I'm really not a fan of. It always puts me off those tea tree lines. So I was quite drawn to this. So she said it is a particular type of tea tree that apparently grows in Taiwan. If anyone from Taiwan can tell me more about this, let me know. I'd never heard of this before. I always think of tea tree as part of Australia and New Zealand with um, Manuka, which is also a type of tea tree from what I remember. They don't have an American or a European distributor yet for whatever reason. I, I mean, come on people. If I had a store, I would already have signed them up and ordered every single one of those sheet masks because the brand is really interesting. So yeah, you can't order from directly from America or Europe yet. But apparently she did say that the website, you can purchase it directly from their Taiwanese website which has an English language translation. I'm just not sure about the shipping. I'll make sure to link them though because you just have to look at the packaging. I haven't taken any pictures yet of the one sheet mask she gave me. Maybe I should do that and link it in the episode notes. Just beautiful. Now those were all the Asian organic skincare brands that I got to see at the Viva Ness and now we're moving on to the organic brands from the rest of the world. Mostly from Europe to be honest. So these are brands that I feel would also appeal to people who love K-beauty. So again, I hope it's okay for me to include them here. It's probably going to be a long podcast, but I do think, I hope, 
it's worth it. I'm just so passionately in love with all of those brands, especially some of the European ones just really surprised and impressed me. I just want to share it with you because it might just be that these are brands you've never heard of. And I always think it's nice to uh, throw it out into the world when you've found something special and maybe it will stick and maybe one day they will be available in the US. I still have predominantly listeners from the US. So hey, Americans. Let's learn more about European beauty products. So the first brand is Inari Arctic Beauty. Inari is a brand that is quite new and it's from Finland. It is a high-end organic skincare brand with a consciously luxe feel to it. Not cheap, I have to say. I think these were the highest priced products that I saw at the Viva Ness. Their bright yellow packaging also definitely draws you in. It's quite unique. Inari was also part of of that special exhibition in the foyer area, the one with Yurang as well, with all the newcomers. And again, I also talked directly to one of the brand founders, who, by the way, speaks both English and German fluently, which just always amazes me. Scandinavian people, I noticed that in New Zealand as well, they are so multilingual and they always not just They don't just speak the language, they speak it fluently and without any accent. I don't know, it's amazing. So Inari is named after a region in Finland. I think it's a lake region from what I remember. I looked it up, but I didn't write it down. The brand strongly draws from the founder's Finnish heritage. Now, Finland is known for its wild, pure and untarnished beauty. I mean, come on, Monty Python did a song about Finland singing. I don't know if you know the song. If you do, I'm pretty sure I just made you, uh, gave you an earworm. So uh, you're welcome. My stepsister lived in Finland for many years and she told me that she cured her eczema, which was apparently quite bad, while she lived in Finland, predominantly thanks to the amazing air quality and the low pollution. So it's really no wonder that Inari draws on that tradition of pure, healthy nature, with many of the ingredients derived from locally sourced arctic plants such as rhodolia rosea root extract which is high in antioxidants or the very en vogue chaga mushroom said to be an anti-aging powerhouse with the ability to tone and lift sagging skin in fact they use a blend of seven arctic plant extracts in their skincare and the product that i'm testing out at the moment which is the inari arctic beauty midsummer magic water cream has this strong herbal scent that really reminds me of what well, it smells like a walk in a pine forest it's very earthy and almost prime evil but i mean that in a positive way it just smells very authentic and again just earthy the lady that i talked to at the inari booth also explained to me that the brand is very aware of trends in skincare coming from korea she was excited when i said i'm a korean beauty blogger she was like oh then you will like our brand <laughs> because they actively try to achieve the same types of lightweight textures and having tried out most of their skincare when I was there they are releasing a new eye cream and they have they even have a sleeping cream so definitely lots of influences from Korea and yeah the textures really did feel surprisingly lightweight again it's very hard to achieve textures with purely organic uh, standards which again usually means no silicones textures that really sink into the skin where you don't have to just massage the creams in forever 
And I feel that Inari has really nailed it. Apart from RTQ, that Japanese brand, I would say their textures were the most appealing ones. That water cream that I'm trying out, she kindly, so, so kindly gave me a full-size product. I was always blown away when they gave me full-size products because usually you don't get any full-size samples. Like if you ever, please, if you ever go to a trade fair, if you're a blogger and listening, please don't, don't ever try to beg for products. I always try to stay super humble. I never ask for anything because I feel we bloggers already have such a bad reputation for just grabbing product. Some of the people at the booth actually told me that apparently some people steal the product, especially on the last day. I Just the rudeness of people, I don't get it. To me, every single sample I got was a bonus and an extra that I deeply appreciated. And to get any full-size products, to me, was, was very special. So thank you again in case they're listening. I don't know. I told everyone I have a podcast, but who knows who's going to listen. So yeah, the water cream, I will have a lot of time to play around with it because I got a full-sized one. Um, I showed it on my Instagram as well, so make sure to check that out. And it has that water drop texture that you might know from I think Dr. Jart does a water drop style cream where you have little drops of water it doesn't 100% work the same way because again they can't use any uh, silicones or similar types of texture creating ingredients but you can feel how it just creates a very interesting texture when you rub it into the skin so yeah Inari definitely is quite high-end <laughs> Not gonna lie, not cheap. But if you are a fan of luxe organic skincare, especially from Europe, and then even with a K-beauty twist, then Inari may be of interest to you. Again, I will definitely link to potential purchasing source. Okay, now on to the next brand. And okay, as per usual throughout this podcast, I have used far too many superlatives. I realized I declared my undying love for pretty much all the brands. I realized that after a while this is probably becoming really annoying guys it's just who I am I'm sorry just I, I have a lot of emotions but this brand the next brand if I had to and it would be very hard to do but if I had to choose the one brand that I love the most again almost impossible but if I had to I would choose this brand I don't know how to properly pronounce it I'm just gonna call it Madara I'm not sure if that's correct but we'll just go with it so Madara is really special like Inari this one is also a luxe Nordic organic brand. This one is from Latvia, so not quite as Arctic as Finland, not as northern, but still definitely with that same minimalist, stylish vibe mixed with a healthy dose of hipstery geekiness when it comes to skincare and again that's a compliment <laughs> i had the best time chatting to one of the staff members at the skincare booth who i i think must be one of the people who actually work on the skin formulas because he was so into explaining all the ingredients and what they do and how they work scientifically he got really geeky about it and i loved it i loved his energy his passion his yeah, his geekiness. He was a real geek. He was wearing glasses. He was very tall and very thin and looked just like this classic, again, hipstery, Scandinavian style guy. I also had something very endearing. Do I sound as if I make fun of them? I hope not because I really, I mean all of this as a compliment. I love people who are just authentic in their passion for something. I don't even mind what it is, but if it's something that I'm also passionate about, now that's true magic to me. And he was wonderful. 
So Latvia, in case you don't know, is a country in Eastern Europe, although I don't think they like to hear that. I think they prefer to see themselves as Northern Europe for, yeah, for historical reasons. Since it borders on the Baltic Sea and is thus a neighbor to both Sweden and Finland, it does have very strong Scandinavian roots. It was part of the USSR as well. It was basically occupied by Russia. Sorry to all the Russians who listen to this, but this is just the truth of the matter when it comes to the USSR. Uh, Latvia was not a fan of being part of the USSR. They were There's a long history of them rebelling against Russia. And as far as I remember, I think they were also weren't allowed to speak their language. And there was many, many decades of suppression and a very tumultuous history for this small country. And I mean, um, yeah, hey, Russia, we Germans um, did the same thing. We also occupied them as we did with many of those countries during World War II. So I, I get that it's not fun to always be blamed as the bad person because that's what we go through as well and rightfully so because we were really bad. Now today Latvia is a very modern and very beautiful country rich in history. It does remind me a lot of Sweden when I when I see pictures of Latvia. Just very modern and yet very well cute if I can say that. Again it's not meant sort of in a condescending way. I mean it's from the heart. It just looks like a very wholesome country, but very high tech. They apparently have very high speed internet and are very connected. There's a lot of stuff happening. Tech startups and skincare startups that are very interesting, such as Madara. This sort of cool, modern and hip vibe could definitely be felt at the exhibition booth. The products looked super stylish. A lot of black was used in the packaging. All the staff had a totally hip, cool vibe around them as well. Think sort of baristas at a New York coffee house that serves only drip coffee and they can tell you exactly where all the beans come from and they've really trained the art of being a barista. They're all beautiful. You know the type. And again, meant as a compliment. I wish with all my heart I was effortlessly stylish I'm really not I always look like I just fell out of bed the more I try the more I look just like a mess so I admire people like that you know the people who just get out of bed and then they just slip up their hair in a ponytail and throw on jeans and a black tank top and they look like a supermodel that type of person and they were also super approachable and super friendly and not like annoyingly hipster just the positive side of that relaxed and effortlessly stylish and really that describes the brand as well. Madara offers all sorts of super cool skincare. None of it feels classically organic. It all looks very modern, very simplistic, minimalist packaging and a very sciencey biotech feel to the products. They, for instance, are one of the few organic brands that offer a chemical peeling mask with AHAs. Most organic brands go for mechanical peel traditionally so this was a very interesting thing to see I got a little, little sample as well so definitely going to try that now the two products from the brand that especially drew me to them were the infinity mist and the infinity 
drops. These two anti-pollution skincare products use probiotics, namely lactobacillus ferment lysate, to heal and strengthen a damaged skin barrier by increasing the healthy bacteria on the skin's surface that fight off the bad bacteria. These products also contain a polyphenol-rich extract from the Madara plant, which gives the brand its name. It's also known as common matter, and it has been used to create red dye for centuries. Interesting things you learn when you Wikipedia certain ingredients. Now the infinity drops, which I just, I'm not going to lie with those ones. I understand that people steal product because I really wanted to steal them. And I did actually ask for a sample. This one time I was like, oh God, do you have a sample? But no, they don't. It's too new. And of course I didn't steal it. I would never do that. No, I wouldn't. But oh, I just, oh, they look so good. The drops also contain beta glucan, which you've heard about a lot on the podcast. And she mushroom extract as well as two types of hyaluronic acid they feel so nice on the skin my skin just drank them up when i tried them out at the back of my hand after going to the viva ness because i tried everything at the back of my hand on the back of my hand at or on i'm not sure whatever insert the correct preposition please native speakers But yeah, I tried everything on my hands and uh, my hands afterwards were so smooth from all these products. Must have tried maybe 30 products on there, if not more. So yeah, the Infinity Drops, they have a beautiful texture. It's this transparent, slightly syrupy gel that spreads so well over the skin. I'm thinking you will probably only need maybe two or three drops for the entire face. And the Infinity Mist was one of actually a number of products probiotic facial mists that I saw all over the Viva Ness. Many brands seem to hop onto the probiotic skincare bandwagon for 2019. Definitely a trend I noticed. I think the Gothamista once did a video on probiotic skincare. I'll hope I'll remember to link it because it was quite informative actually. I'm quite hooked on probiotic skincare just from that video. So the Infinity Mist, it was beautiful. It was this fine mist. It felt like it was very nourishing it does contain alcohol they do use alcohol as a preservative so just be aware of that but it didn't feel drying it felt very hydrating it was a very fine mist i think i would say paired with the infinity drops this would make for a lovely anti-aging and anti-pollution team for the summer i fell in love with this brand i really want to learn more about them and i think they are something quite unique and just how cool is it that a small country like Latvia produces such a high quality, unique and very, very modern organic skincare line. Now, the next brand, Zoya Goes Pretty, which is a brand from Bulgaria, was another happy coincidental meeting since they had not been on my list of must-see brands either. But when I stumbled upon their booth, uh, I was actually already on the way out of the exhibition hall. I think this was five minutes before closing down. So sorry to the lady that I um, that I talked to because I think she would have liked to go home. I'm so sorry. But I could not miss the brand when I saw it because it was so whimsical, I think would describe the brand. I had to stop and learn more about them because the packaging was really cute. It was very cheerful. And I was drawn in especially because they had a lot of Bulgarian rose products. And you may have noticed lately that Bulgarian rose, everything really <laughs> keeps appearing in a number 
of Korean skincare products. As I said earlier, Hamish has a whole Bulgarian row skincare range by now. They have iPads, they have a mist serum, and they now have a Bulgarian rose satin cream. And then you have Comleaf, of course. They have rose products. I've talked about them a lot. They use predominantly Bulgarian rose water. And Urang also uses mostly Bulgarian rose water and Bulgarian essential oil in their rose essence and the rose ceramide cream. And I think they have a newly launched rose hydrating mist as well, from what I remember. So really, it's no surprise that Zoya Goes Pretty specializes in Bulgarian rose products because, I mean, they're right at the source. They had, apart from the rose water, they also had this amazing Bulgarian lavender water. It smelled, it didn't, it almost doesn't smell like lavender. It's so hard to describe. It's almost fruity. She gave me a little sample of the lavender water and she said it's specifically Bulgarian lavender, which apparently is a different type of lavender than the French one. I do remember I used to use New Zealand lavender essential oil to better fall asleep. This really worked actually. Might just be a placebo, but who cares, right? As long as it works. And I remember that the New Zealand lavender also smelled very different from the French one. Now the Bulgarian lavender had, as I said, a more fruity smell. It doesn't smell as, well, I always think that lavender has a bit of a grandma smell to it. I'm, I'm sorry if I offend, but the Bulgarian one smells fresher and to me a little bit more pleasant. I really like that lavender water. However, what really, really drew me in, really amazed me, Again, one of the best products from the entire trade fair was the Zoya Goes Pretty Bulgarian Rose Hydrosol. Now, Bulgarian Rose Damascena is seen as the queen of roses with their essential oil and the rose water, which if you don't know what rose water or rose hydrosol actually is, it's that fragrant water that is basically, well, it's basically a byproduct from the steam distillation. Distillation? Distillation is the word. The steam distillation process with which you win the essential oil and both the essential oil from Bulgaria and the rose water those are highly prized raw materials all over the world even in Korea. Now I've always been a fan of rose water I used to always spray rose water on my face as a sort of facial toner again when I was kind of in my organic skincare phase there are numerous brands who produce rose water a lot of them quite expensive and you would think it's all the same stuff but that soya goes pretty rose water hands down and I've tried many the best best quality rose water I've ever tried I've already told my sister because she really loves rose water she's gonna order some from their website I just made her very curious I tend to enable people I think <laughs> to buy things but when I'm passionate I'm passionate and this rose water the best best quality organic Bulgarian rose water and here's the kicker it's not even that expensive I've seen far more expensive rose waters and they did not impress me as much as this one again just the smell alone is so much more luxurious and and again doesn't have that slightly again no offense but old people smell that sometimes rose water or lavender water can have very fresh very beautiful product apart from the rose water Zoya goes pretty also offered rose hip 
products that were very intriguing to me. They had a pure rosehip oil, again, fully organic, of course, cold pressed. It had this really deep amber color with this slight reddish tint. And then a very, very cool sounding rosehip and rose facial spray, which has triple organic or Bulgarian rose goodness. So it has rosehip oil, rose water and rose essential oil, all in a bi-face facial mist. So you have to shake it and then you can spray it on your face. So cool. I'm, oh, I'm eyeing that one up. Kind of want it. And they also had beautiful body scrubs with uh, my favorite probably being the coconut and coffee sugar scrub. But the mojito scrub with salt and lime was also very appealing. They smelled so delicious. The coconut and coffee one really just smelled like, like coconut chocolate. So nice. This brand is just so charming. The quality of the rose ingredients especially so impressive and all of that for very very fair prices. Zoya goes pretty blew me away and again it was complete coincidence that I even visited their booth. I'm very happy for that coincidence. Okay guys there's still so much to get through and <laughs> my hay fever is so bad and the building noise is so loud. This is the weirdest night. What is happening this week? Okay anyway onwards and upwards. We're gonna get through this. It's gonna probably be the longest podcast yet but again I just hope it's worth it. I my passion transfers to you and doesn't annoy you but makes you as happy as I was when I was at the Viva Ness. Okay the next brand another super exciting one is Wooden Spoon which is really difficult to google because you will be on all those kitchen sites selling wooden spoons. Wooden Spoon is another Bulgarian organic brand. I feel that Bulgaria is like the secret new European skincare star. Maybe Bee Beauty will be the new thing. We'll see. So anyway, Wooden Spoon also, of course, being from Bulgaria, had a rose water on offer and it was very nice. Though I have to say not as nice as the Zoya Goes Pretty one. There's something very special about that one. Still very fresh, very pleasant. But what really drew me to Wooden Spoon were actually their oil serums. They use organic cold pressed oils and the one facial oil that I was especially excited about is the Wooden Spoon Troubled Skin Serum. This serum or oil, facial oil, is a blend of nourishing marula oil and tamanu oil, which of course is currently big in Asian skincare. It targets oily and acne prone skin and also people who struggle with hyperpigmentation have said that they got really good results from using it. Tamanu oil is said to help combat acne scars and hyperpigmentation as well as offer strong anti-inflammatory properties which are said to help calm down redness. I've never seen a blend of marula and tamanu oil before which are two of my all-time favorite skincare oils and then also in cold pressed organic quality. I mean uh, obviously I was excited about this product. This also contains parsley essential oil which has very strong antibacterial properties. This is probably not for the faint of heart. You probably need to be able to deal with essential oils. If your skin can't tolerate them this might be a bit harsh. I also loved the wooden spoon body butters. They felt really creamy and not heavy at all. The shea butter which builds the base for the butters just melts into the skin directly. It's quite lovely. I received a small sample of their body butter royal touch 
much. And guys, this one, it smells exactly like chocolate. It doesn't contain any extra fragrance. It's just from the cocoa butter. It's so potent. It smells like freshly made chocolate. So delicious. And Wooden Spoon also has a very interesting new skincare range called Super Seeds. These products are based on a blend of 12 quote-unquote super oils, such as black currant, cranberry, black cumin, sesame, chia seed, flaxseed, just a whole range of very potent oils often used especially in anti-aging skincare. There are three types of super seed products, enchanting neroli, Bulgarian rose oil and a fragrance-free range, each with a cleansing oil, an anti-aging serum and an anti-aging eye serum on offer. I suspect that probably the fragrance-free range is the base range and then they probably just add either Bulgarian rose or Neroli oils to it is what I think but I haven't looked at the ingredients that thoroughly. I'm especially keen to try the fragrance-free cleansing oil because I think cleansing oils from organic brands are always very interesting. Everyone at the Wooden Spoon booth who visited the Wooden Spoon booth was especially fascinated however by these lip glosses that they were showing. These haven't been released yet and I keep checking when they are coming out because they are so beautiful. They're so Instagrammable. Basically, they're these transparent glosses, but suspended inside the gloss are dried flowers, but whole flowers, not just petals or anything, but the whole flower. They managed to get that into the little vial of the lip gloss. It looks so, so stunning. I have a picture. It didn't turn out quite as well as I wanted. The lighting wasn't always great, but I'll see that I put it in the episode notes so that you can see it. Seriously, Bulgaria, you surprised me with your skincare. I think B-Beauty needs to be explored more. It seems to have a lot to offer. So Antipodes, the last brand I want to talk about today, was of course a must visit for me. They were actually the first brand I visited at the Vivaness simply because they were right next to the entrance I took to get to the exhibition hall. So I just saw them and instantly was like, oh, what a weird coincidence. The first brand to visit is the one that reminds me of New Zealand and my home. I rightfully saw that as a good omen for the rest of the visit. So I had already known Antipodes from my time in New Zealand. They were basically starting to get big back then. Now, of course, they're everywhere, especially within New Zealand. You can find them at all the department stores. Farmers is the big one. And they have also become a strong global organic skincare brand. If you don't know this brand, basically it's a Kiwi-made, Kiwi-owned skincare brand that combines organic ingredients with very modern textures and scientific knowledge. I think that's even part of their brand motto, something like science and organic together. I forgot to look it up, but it's something along those lines. Antipodes was probably one of the first organic brands that very consciously tried to modernize the somewhat, shall we say, unsexy image that organic skincare had back in the days. They have very sleek packaging design. It's very modern, very appealing with that deep green that I guess is supposed to remind you of the New Zealand nature and they have appealing product names such as divine facial oil and of course they use typical New Zealand ingredients sourced from New Zealand as well such as manuka honey, kiwi seed oil or locally sourced avocado and grapeseed 
seed oil. And just like Inari with Finland, of course, Antipodes also draws on the whole myth of New Zealand. This clean, green country, unspoiled nature. Uh, it's at the other side of the world. So there's this aura of mystery. And um, well, the pristine nature part, it's not always true. Uh, the dairy farming, especially on the North Island, has destroyed quite a lot of nature. But it is still one of the most beautiful countries with the most spectacular nature in the whole world. I might be biased, but I can definitely say that my skin looked a whole lot better than it did, especially when I still lived in my hometown in Bonn, where there's a lot of industry. So the air quality is just terrible. I remember coming back from New Zealand and going back to Bonn and thinking, why does everything look as if there is this gray filter right over it? So everything would look less colorful. And it's basically because the pollution particles in the air really do lower down the the quality of the colors of the water, the, the green of, the, uh, of nature, even when I was walking in the woods or up a green hill in Bonn, I was always thinking, it's not as green, the sky is not as blue, this is weird. But yeah, apparently it's really because of the air pollution that makes everything kind of look less colorful and more gray. It's quite sad, actually, if you think about it. There are so many wonderful products from Antipodes that I can recommend to you guys. If you are a fan of K-Beauty, you will definitely also like many of the products from this brand. They are Grapeseed Butter Cleanser. It's probably one of the first oil cleansing balms ever on the market. And its rich yellow color is just a delight. It's perfect for those texture Tuesday shots, actually. Another absolute cult classic and darling of many celebrities, especially from Australia and New Zealand, is the Antipodes Aura Manuka Honey Mask. I haven't tried this one yet, but she kindly gave me a sample and I can't wait to treat myself to this sometime soon. Maybe tonight because I'm exhausted. I think it's not just hay fever. My voice is kind of <laughs> just slowly dying. I should definitely not forget to mention the Antipodes face oils. They have a whole range of them by now, but the OG oil is their divine face oil with rosehip and avocado oil. My friend in Auckland used this on her very sensitive skin and she was a big fan of this. I think she's been using it since 2010 or something like that. I vividly remember her raving about this oil many many times and I'm pretty sure she's still using it and she's not even that much into skincare so I think she likes the simplicity of that and that it really works very well to hydrate her skin. So that was basically it from the Vivaness. I did see a couple of other brands I'm not mentioning here but I feel I better stop now because I have covered I would say the ones that especially fascinated me and even with that I have already reached a new length in the podcast and again my voice is dying so I think we're just gonna go to the craves faves and misbehaves and then we are done for today so onwards and upwards here are the weekly craves faves and misbehaves wow okay that might have just murdered my voice <laughs> maybe that wasn't a very good idea okay okay i'm almost there so let's go for the weekly craves faves and misbehaves which i haven't done in a while so basically one product that i am currently craving and coveting that is on my wish list one fave of the week something i've been really loving at the moment and then one misbehave so a product that just didn't quite manage to fully convince me so the crave of the week is the comleaf 
Zero Mate Green Cleansing Balm. You all know by now how much I adore Comleaf, the beautiful Korean brand connected to Kicho, which is of course another brand favorite of mine. I still consider their Rose Moisture Peeling Pad one of the best toner slash essence treatment pads that I know, and I always keenly watch any of the new product releases. They have the most amazing packaging design. So beautiful. Now, green products, as in literally green, not organic, but green colored products, seem to suddenly become this unexpected new trend in K-beauty. I have to admit, I did not see that one coming. Blue products, okay, I was on that, but green ones, did not expect it, but totally here for it. It looks so good, <laughs> so very appealing. Comleaf has just released two new green products, so a green face oil that also looks amazing, and then the Comleaf Zero made green cleansing balm which I am craving so badly. Not that I need a new oil cleansing balm since I just opened a new tub of the vanilla clean it zero balm which is great. I also have a new Shu Uemura cleansing oil plus I have the samples of the Yurang cleansing oil. I'm really pretty much covered when it comes to cleansing uh, with oil cleansers. I just have so many at the moment. Still, I just keep staring longingly at any images on Instagram of that deliciously green soft oil balm texture. I just think it looks so beautiful. I am very, very tempted. This balm contains argan oil and sea buckthorn oil, which is a wonderfully rich nourishing oil, plus a number of essential oils. So again, it might not be for everyone. It's available at Yes Style, but yeah, at the moment it's hard to justify the purchase given all the oil cleansers lined up in my bathroom. I will keep an eye on it, however, that's for sure. Now the fave of the week is the Aqualabo Oh Very Bright Mask. It's kind of funny that a few weeks after I published my review of the Aqualavo Jelly Mist and the Oh Very Bright Sheet Masks, this brand suddenly has become this super popular Instagram phenomenon. I think basically thanks to the texture of the jelly mist. And again, as I mentioned on the last episode, it's usually the larger bloggers who get praised for this quote-unquote discovery. Anyway... Do read my blog review of the brand, please. I think it was the first longer review on the net when hardly anyone knew the brand. So given that, I actually not that many people read it. So it would be really nice if you guys left some love. I try not to be frustrated about this reappearing pattern of me discovering a brand. And then later it suddenly becomes viral and I'm the one who doesn't get the readers. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. I do have to say, I do love the Jelly Mist, which is the product that most people feel drawn to. But honestly, I have to say the Oh So Bright Sheet Masks, or Oh Very Bright is the name. To me, those sheet masks are actually the true stars of the brand. I realize they don't look as exciting, but they really are phenomenally good. I would say forget about this whole brightening claim that everyone talks about. They all say, oh, it's 500 
hundred times more brightening than other comparable sheet masks or something like that. Forget about that aspect. I don't really think it's necessarily the real selling point for the masks. They are simply one of the most hydrating masks I've ever tried. They just feel like a wave of pure unadulterated hydration for my skin and they help so so well with my dehydration issues during winter. Furthermore, the sheet mask material is super thin, it's very soft and it fits very well on the face. And even better, the ingredient list is just a delight. They are free from any alcohol or fragrance and they are packed full with literally everything that is good about Key Beauty. Niacinamide, licorice root extract, Centella asiatica, green tea extract, chamomile extract, bical skullcap root extract and this special ingredient called gomazine which has texture improving anti-inflammatory and yes also skin brightening properties but again I think what really makes these masks special is that they hydrate so so well. If you have dehydrated sensitive and or dull looking sallow skin this is a great sheet mask for you. It hydrates it makes your skin look super plump and juicy and it just seems to smooth out you know those pesky dehydration lines. It's available at Bemused Korea so I'll make sure to link to them and to my longer blog review of the masks of course again in the hope that maybe some people will actually read it. <laughs> now the misbehave of the week is the Purito Centella Green Level All-in-One Mild Pad. Oh man Purito and I it just never seems to work out does it? If you watch my Instagram stories you already know that I was not that happy with the Purito Centella pads uh, but back then I was still determined to make them work because I want to have good experiences with this brand. I really do. As you know, I tried two of the Purito essences before. The one with niacinamide and then the one with the fermented ingredients. Both sounded great on paper. Both are beloved in the skincare community. I haven't found another not so great review of these two products. I'm the only one who was like, meh, I just didn't think they did much for me. Don't know what it is. I had the highest of hopes for the Purito pads, which sounded really great. They contain Centella Asiatica extract, licorice extract, a bit of BHA. They just sounded like a bit of an upgraded peeling pad version of the Cosrx one. I don't know exactly what it is. I suspect it's the high concentration of tea tree oil in the pads, but they make my skin go super red and even slightly burn my skin. It can't really be the acid content in this since I usually work with much higher acid concentrations. This cannot have a very high acid, acid amount, probably something like 0.5 or 1%. So technically my skin should not be that aggravated. And even the tea tree oil that's in it doesn't usually trigger my skin. I do love the entire tea tree range from Eek Yum, as you all know, but maybe it's just a really high concentration. I don't know. Whatever it is, I just did not get along with these pads to be honest. They just do seem to make the skin just freak out. I don't know what it is. Again every other blogger loves them. Everyone else is so happy with them. This is becoming really frustrating. <laughs> I still don't want to give up on this brand but again it did not work out. I 
don't think I'm going to continue using them, to be honest, which is a shame. I just feel that there are so many alternatives to those peeling pads. And again, they actually aren't that cheap. I'm not sure how they compare price-wise to the Cosrx ones, but those to me, the Cosrx ones, are still the best ones, I know, to be honest. And yeah, just didn't work out. And there you have it. My account of visiting the world's largest organic skincare trade fair, the Vivaness. As always, you can find all the brands and products mentioned here today in this week's episode notes on my blog Sugar Peaches Loves at Sugar Peaches Loves Net. I will try to add global purchase links whenever possible. For some of the brands, I might only be able to link to the brand website and you might well have to ask if they ship to your country. But I'll see what I can find. While you're already on the way to my blog, please make sure to also check out all the other K-beauty content that I've written in English. I'm still be behind in answering some of your wonderful emails. Please don't think I ignored you. I've just been battling, well, depression and overwhelm lately. And now apparently I'm also getting a cold. It's just awesome. <laughs> It's gotten actually much better this month. And I do think with spring approaching, I am slowly going to get better and slowly going to catch up on my email correspondence. Just know that I do read everything and your kind words mean so, so much to me. Now, the podcast Twitter account is still struggling to gain followers so please it would help me so much if you could just follow at kbeauty podcast to stay connected and to never miss an episode my instagram account is at sugar peaches loves it's focused still focused predominantly on korean and asian skincare i do a lot of unboxings and small reviews in english on instagram stories i show images of my skincare routine i would really love for you to follow me there. It's been very hard lately as a content creator on Instagram, as I'm sure many of you have heard. So yeah, I would love to get some support there if you feel like it. If you have any questions, queries, topic suggestions, or if you are a brand and you're interested in working with me, you can reach me at sugarpeachesloves at gmail.com. I am a freelance content creator, so I'm very happy to work with and advise you. If you feel that this podcast has been helpful to you in any way, please consider sharing it with people who might also enjoy it. And if you really want to help me out, then consider giving this a five-star review. This is still the best way to support me because it helps Apple Podcasts to pick up on people actually liking the podcast and then it will be recommended to more people and this can really grow an audience. Word of mouth and reviews are still the best way to promote a podcast and I'm completely dependent on you guys not much else i can do <laughs> just produce the content and put it out there if you want to further support my work as a blogger and podcaster then you can use the affiliate links provided in the podcast episode notes and in my blog articles when you make your key beauty purchases this does not cost you any extra money so it is a great way to give me financial support while shopping for gorgeous skincare And if you really wish to, you can also donate money to my Ko-Fi page, which I will link in the episode notes. It's a one-time PayPal donation, roughly the amount that a takeaway coffee would cost. So $3 is what it is at the moment, I think. And currently it predominantly goes towards my podcast hosting costs that I have every month. And at the moment, I'm still actually paying to do this podcast instead of making any money from it. 
you could subscribe to this podcast either on iTunes or on Stitcher. It's now also on Spotify, which I think is very exciting. And you can also listen to all the K-Beauty podcast episodes on my blog or on Podbean, which is my podcast hosting platform. I hope you had fun learning more about the world of organic indie skincare brands from all over the world. And maybe you discovered a new organic skincare gem while listening. I hope so. I had the best time at the Viva Ness. I'm sure you could hear that from the way I talked about it. And I suspect you will probably hear a lot more about some of the brands that I introduced here in future podcast episodes. I hope I can stay in touch with all the lovely people that I met there because I really, really treasured those meetings. I thought those were really wonderful people who just have a lot of heart and a lot of passion for the skincare that they produce. So I see you again next time. And until then, happy masking, layering, and pat pat patting. Bye. Take care. See you. And thank you.